The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana and it is 10 o'clock on Tuesday the 26th of November. I hope you are having a wonderful morning so far. Uh, we're going to head straight over to Anishid by Khalil Muhammad called Subhanallah. and welcome to the book club show on inspire 105.1 fm um it is tuesday the 26th of november and it's just past 10 o'clock that was um a lovely nasheed by khalil muhammad called subhanallah from his album zikr of life uh the reason um for playing that this morning is I actually have um, Brother Khalil Muhammad on the show this morning and I'm really, really excited to be speaking to him about his really super awesome uh, comic book called Muslim All-Stars. Um, and it's slightly different to some of the books that we've um, discussed on the show previously. Um, so obviously, uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, we you know talk about a range of different books, different genres, fiction, non-fiction. Um, I always have the pleasure of having um, some guests to help me 
kind of navigate all those different conversations that come up the last show that i did um i had a wonderful uh, guest um afros on and we were discussing the book uh, when i hit you by mina Kandasmi, which was obviously um looking at issues of domestic abuse domestic violence and how that can transpire and i think what the most important really conversations around that was this idea of um how particularly maybe in our own communities how we have those conversations and which sometimes can be taboo but how it's really important to start giving a platform for the stories and the conversations that we really really do need to um, talk about um, so today we are looking at a comic book which obviously is a bit different I'm quite excited because I haven't really done much on the show um, about that but I'm really looking forward to speaking um, to uh, brother Khalil Mohammed so assalamu alaikum how how are you this morning, Brother Clean? I am fine, thank you. Thank you so much for asking. Fantastic. And um, so if we, if you could maybe just start by giving us a bit of a background on how this book, Muslim All-Stars, um, came about, and then we can talk a little bit more about um, the details of it as well. Well, the copy that we've um, released quite recently, Muslim All-Stars, Monster Mayhem, that is actually a follow-up. Uh, from the mm-hmm. 2012 um, Muslim All-Stars Helping a Polonsky, which was originally published by uh, uh, Cube Publishing, which is like a subsidiary of Islamic Foundation in Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we released that through them first. Um, uh, and it went quite well. It did, it did quite well. But I don't know how controversial you want me to get. But through some shenanigans, if you like, uh, it, it didn't. Um, they didn't want to produce the second one. Yeah. So uh, I thought, well, you know what, let's let's do it ourselves. And I wanted to make it bigger and bolder. Uh, mm. And that's kind of where the roots of it began. It was really about, in terms of uh, the story and the characters, it was just about, you know, having a format for children uh, mm. that dealt with contemporary issues that deal with things that they can relate to now. It's not necessarily uh, trying to teach them anything. It's just trying to show them what you can achieve or what can happen if you come together, even though all the characters are quite disparate. Mm. And they're quite different in their character um, and in their outlook. Uh, how, how circumstances can pull them together, and yet they can still achieve quite a lot. Um, and it was also meant to be a, a, a watered-down version of another one of my uh, projects called the Adventures of Hakim. Because mm. originally I did pitch the Adventures of Hakim to the Islamic Foundation, but they felt it was a bit too... Uh, too 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 racy. Right. <laughs> had fighting, explosions, right. uh, drugs, and stuff like that. So they wanted a, a, a lower key version. This is what the Muslim world stars were meant to represent. Right. It's a group of children who don't resolve their conflicts through fighting mm. or uh, or any kind of harsh conflict. They are all about talking and sitting down and understanding and and dealing with conflict in that. Yes, amazing. And so is is a comic something that you were interested in and read a lot growing up? or Because I know that it's kind of a big thing at the moment, I guess, where maybe it's being re-invigorated for, for young people. But were you always interested in comics? Yes, aside from my mother's milk, I was raised yes. on comics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that is that was my lifeblood from, from the, from, uh, from, since I was a wee nipper. Right. A tiny little nipper. Uh, it, it was always something that I was into. I was always into Marvel Comics, DC Comics. We didn't yeah. we didn't even notice 
anything called a beano, no. um, that would be a, a sacrilegious to talk about a beano in my house, I tell you. So sure. we were into, always into Spider-Man, Superman, Data, all that kind of thing. Spider-Man. Uh, this is back in the 60s. Um, mm. So this is way before the new wave of Marvel superheroes, sure. uh, you know, hit the silver screen in this contemporary age. And, mm. you know, you have the Marvel juggernaut now making billion dollars yeah. every time they, they release a film. So I was always into comics, and for me, it was just the most natural thing on earth to produce a comic with Muslim mm. kids in it. No, that's it's such a beautiful kind of way of, I guess, incorporating that because, like, this idea of being able to see ourselves in, in, I guess, all spheres of life, especially when it comes to literature. So, how do you think, in terms of what was it about comics in particular compared to, you know, other books? So I mentioned before, I haven't actually talked about um, on this show about a kind of comic or you know anything um, in that kind of genre so to speak so what is it about comics do you think that is different for for younger readers that that maybe might be more appealing i i think it's just well obviously it's, it's highly visual so mm. that is always going to capture anybody's imagination so it's going to be an eye eye catcher so mm. I mean, just visually especially i i kind of decided to have my characters um have look like manga characters, or sure. don't know what manga and anime are. They're very they're Japanese uh, animation, sure, even yeah. Chinese animation. Mm. So, um, uh, so it's, it's 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 visually it looks like a mainstream thing. It looks like a manga or anime book. Mm. Um, that was something I deliberately wanted from the outset, and I just continued that theme, and we continued the, the second book, Mr. Monster's Monster Mayhem. Mm. Um, so it's obviously the visual element is always going to captivate kept, kept people. And a lot of people I've shown the book to, I was in an event on Saturday, and I showed um, a brother there, and he said he's never seen anything like it. And I've heard oh. that so many times because the animation, excuse me, the, 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 mm. the illustration, mm. the format of the book, um, it, it does look like a mainstream thing. It, it looks like something that anybody would pick up and like, if you're into that kind of thing. Mm. So I think that that's going to be the initial um, attraction for the book. But then, of course, you have to then get into the characters and the situation that they find themselves in and how do they deal with that situation. And these children in the books, I would not say that they are highly religious. Mm. Um, I try to make them normal kids. They're not, they're not um, spouting hadith left, right, and center. They're, yes. they're normal kids. And yeah. every now and then, maybe at the, one of the crux moments, one of the characters says, well, you know what, you know, we are supposed to be Muslims, uh, mm -hmm. you know, which I feel that is probably more of a realistic take on how children are today. They're not going to be sitting, you know, they're not going to yeah. be that. And they're going to say, yeah, you know what I mean, brothers? Mm, yes, maybe right. we should do that. You know, maybe we should. Um, so I got to try to portray in that, and I'm hoping that is something that the kids will be able to re reflect on and kind of identify with, mm. that they don't have to be sterling pillars of the community yes. to, to, to be to contribute or to be good Muslims mm. just be or just try and do your best and try to make the world a better place through you know the work that you do your school helping other people because the first Muslim All Stars was helping the Polonskis which was helping a, a Jewish couple mm. uh, tidy their house it was right. as simple as that sure. they did was tidy their house yeah. and uh, and and that was basically, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the walls coming down. No, it wasn't, exactly. you know, it wasn't the end of the world or anything like that. It was just a normal situation where a group of kids got together for some extra pocket money yeah. and they helped out a couple yeah. outside of their house. And yeah. that was basically it. So it's really about bringing it down to earth and making it fairly simple. No, sort exactly. Of. And even, I guess, for adults, because you've, you've just mentioned that, and it just reminds me recently of, of seeing an incident that um, it was filmed and it was being shared on social media where there was... Um, 
a man kind of, uh, you know, um, being quite anti-Semitic towards a Jewish family. And there was a Muslim woman who obviously kind of intervened. And, and to be honest, these are things that are happening, so to speak, kind of in real life. And actually being able to even discuss those things or even um, share them, like, you know, visually, you know, through um, literature, I think, you know, it must be so, so important for, for younger people. And even in uh, the comic The Forward by um, Humaira Han, uh, she says that when young British Muslims read this, they will see a reflection of things they can, they can connect to. Um, so again, so why do you think then specifically British, you know, young British Muslims, how do you think Muslim All-Stars can, can help them? What part of, I guess, the story um, can they connect to then? Because uh, uh, this new book, I've tried to make it fairly contemporary without making it too obvious because mm. it does... I mean, it does deal with some quite heavy issues. Mm. Uh, it does deal with Islamophobia. It deals with a lot of anti-religious sentiments. Mm. Um, it also deals with corporate greed. Yes. Um, and it also deals with bullying and peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as I mentioned, uh, racism as well. It deals with those issues. They're kind of interwoven into the story. So without being too heavy-handed, mm. I'd like to think that you know, we've addressed it and we've, we've shown how... Messages can be misunderstood, you know, because the, the, see, I don't want to give too much away because somebody might no, want to give it, <laughs> giving these spoilers out. Uh, but, you know, it, it does follow the Muslim all-stars who encounter a group of young people who dress up as movie monsters and they do go around vandalizing places of worship. Mm. Why they're do, doing that mm. uh, is based on some of the contemporary issues we face today to yeah. do with racism, you know, Islamophobia, and anti-religious sentiment, or, yeah. anti, or race, or, or uh, religious hate speech. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but at the end, you know, they try to clarify their stance, each religion mm-hmm. in the story, because it does, it does also feature a plethora of different religions. It's not yes. just about the Muslims. Yeah, sure. have, there's Christians in there, there's Jews in there, there's Hindus and Sikhs in there mm-hmm. as well. And they do have an opportunity to kind of clarify their positions uh, away from the stereotype, away from the, the sound bites, uh, the, the fox mm. sound bites. You know, they yes. do get an opportunity face to face with their interlocutors to talk about. Look, this is what we're about. This is why we do what we do. And you know, you know, we try to give you a truer picture. You know, one of the lines that one of the characters says is that ask, ask, find out about us from us. I think yeah. uh, I think Layla, yes. the leader of the Muslim All Stars, yeah. I think she says that find out about us from us. We speak to us about what we represent, where we're coming from, and what we what we're about, as opposed to picking up just secondhand, you know, sound bites, as I said, or yes. propaganda. Mm, yes. That that is that is uh, you know um, what's his name Ali G. Uh, he just yes. talked about it right, quite recently. Yes. How the power of the internet. Exactly. Uh, it's it, it, you know fringe opinions can become mainstream because mm. of the, the the spread of Twitter and exactly. uh, social media platforms, and people are quickly indoctrinated with a negative view of any particular group. And as Muslims at the moment, we're getting it in the neck, obviously. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we're 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 prime targets for that. Mm. So um, I, I'd like to think that we, we try to address those issues in this story mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is. Subtle, but it's a bit fun as well. Uh, it's a bit contemporary. There's yeah. a little bit of adventure in there. There's yeah. a little bit of time, well, not action, but there is some there is some conflict, but not physical yeah. conflict. Yeah. In terms of that that tense moment, there are a few tense moments where 
kids can see that, you know, this is what could happen uh, or the potential for what could happen if these things are left unchecked, if we don't yes. represent ourselves, if we don't talk about our position and then we try to stand up and be represented, mm -hmm. then, you know, things can go downhill very, very, very quickly. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, we should be very much aware of the possibilities. You know, it wasn't that long ago that the Chinese were interned in America. Mm -hmm. uh, if you had, what is it, one quarter of Chinese blood, you, know, you, were, you were interned and uh, mm -hmm. there was a massive outrage for that. So you know, these things are easily possible. And yes. in the climate that we're facing at the moment, you know, um, it can easily go sideways unless we keep an eye on these Yes, absolutely. And I think it comes back to, you know, this idea of, um, I know we, we touched upon it, representation and, and someone like, you know, Riz Ahmed, who's the actor, he spoke about this, you know, in terms of, we need to maybe stop using this kind of notion of diversity and actually start talking about representation. So somebody yourself who obviously you, you're, you've you've written um, um, Small Stars, obviously you, you're an artist in your own right. How important do you think then is this notion of representation, not just, I guess, in literature, but across the arts in general? I mean, what do you think we can do as maybe a Muslim community to make sure, like you said, that we are and we're top of these things before they before they you know um, become even more problematic. Uh, well, of course, I, I would agree that representation is important. I mean, I'm a I'm a Muslim convert from a Jamaican mm. background, mm. <laughs> so of course I uh, you know I'm in the Muslim community. You could say I'm a, I'm a minority within a minority. Mm -hmm. um, and I, when I think about my particular career in media in this Muslim community, how I've had to. Uh, I wouldn't say struggle. I don't mm. want to make it sound like I had a hard time, mm. but how I've had to work to kind of make my presence felt, to make my work appreciated and accepted. Mm. You know, as a minority within a minority, who's already had us before I became Muslim, I already had a stigma yes. of being Jamaican, of being a mugger, mm. of being a criminal, of mm. being a drug dealer. So I had those stereotypes to throw off, and then I had to move into the Muslim community, which are mm. which are by and large Indo-Pak, yes. and then try and make uh, a mark or try and make an impression in there. So I mm -hmm. fully appreciate the need yeah. <laughs> for representation. But but yeah, so yes, it goes without saying that I think it's very important. But each one of us, we have to, uh, if we're not talking about how the government is going to implement mm -hmm. representation for us, in terms of us as individuals, mm -hmm. what we want to bring to the table, how do we want to tell our particular story? Because even with any demographic, you're going to have individuals with their own unique story, mm -hmm. their own unique experiences. This depends on how are you going to use the platform to then to then talk about your experience that everyone else can can relate to like what I did you yes. know what I, I I have a different but my sheets when I started doing the sheets obviously they're going to be slightly different from mm. everybody else. I did I listened to Stevie Wonder and yeah. and fight, you know, I didn't listen to most like Fati Ali Khan no, exactly <laughs> that's right you know so yeah. are people going to accept what I do based mm. on what I what, and, and alhamdulillah you know I, I've since I've been a Nishid artist in the last 15 or 16 years mm -hmm. I've had a brilliant time mashallah alhamdulillah mm. I can't complain yeah. You know, I think I do think I've been accepted very well. I've been treated uh, fantastically mm -hmm. by the Muslim. I'm not just saying it to be politically correct either. If I hadn't, I would tell you. Yeah, trust sure, me. Of course, I'm of course, in yeah. being honest about this, but mm -hmm. the truth is, I have I have been treated well, and I do feel like I've I've, um, I've, I've been able to represent myself and my community, mm -hmm. and then use that to then talk about the wider message of diversity and representation and mm -hmm. uh, some of the other um, mm -hmm. problems. You know, because of the books, that, you know, because of that kind of acceptance, I've been able to do the books and exactly. to do the machines and to do the the, the TV things mm. and whatnot. Um, so th those elements, in terms of an individual's uh, mm. contribution, I, I think it's just a matter of what do we have to say? Because I see a lot of fantastic books out there, mm -hmm. 
um, Zainab Mia do some amazing books. Um, yes. Is it kind of Omar, those kind of things? Yes. Fantastic. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, I love those books. And uh, it's just a matter of figuring out what is it you want to do mm-hmm. and do you want to, and especially in this day of social media, days, mm-hmm. yeah. the gates are wide open, yes. you know. Um, so there's really no excuse for us not to get on that. Yeah. And start doing something to uh, to to uh, to show to tell our stories really. So uh, yeah, I, I am fully. I don't know the difference between what did you say representation and diversity. Diversity. Yeah. I don't know. Is there? There probably is a subtle difference. I think. That, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's going to go over the head of a lot of people because I'm not yeah. as sharp as two in the box. But even so I'm sure. thinking, why are yeah. you trying to split hairs? Why are you trying to confuse yeah. us? Man? Sure, sure, Look, sure. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. simple. Most sure. people ain't got time to watch anything on daily. Yeah. Brexit, sure. you don't care about Brexit, let alone you're going to start <laughs> making subtle distinction between this word and that. Sure, sure, sure. Just make it simple so everybody can get on board. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think representation, call it what you like, representation, sure. uh, what's the other word? See, I've forgotten already. Diversity. <laughs> but it is, you're right. I need to write it become, down. They become, you know, they become sound bites. They get relegated, like you said, to, to just being almost you know like buzzwords but because but uh, you know but i guess it's what you're saying as i guess you know um uh people of color in the arts or just generally it's, it's those things that but you're right i think we just need to do what what we can and and like you said you know in terms of your own journey and and, and um even with south asian communities there is there is sentiments of you know anti-blackness and all these things that we do need to really um i kind of address and i think what was so powerful when i started reading um uh, muslim all-stars was just looking actually um, at the characters and how um you know, not that I didn't expect it, but obviously they were really kind of multi-dimensional. So you have you had one uh, one of the characters who was diagnosed with Asperger's, and you've got um, uh, Sumeya who who um, lives with her mum and stepdad. And so, how important was it for you to ensure that actually the characters really, yeah, did kind of just reflect the reality of of how you know young people and how families are in the current kind of day and age, so to speak. It was very important. It was something that I, I wanted to, to, to really focus on from the outset. Mm. The leader of the Muslim All-Stars is a girl. Yeah, sure. Ayla yeah. is the leader, not by election, but just by virtue of being strong-willed and being mm. organized and being mature. And I remember uh, when I first uh, formulated the idea for the Muslim All-Stars, uh, I did have some people complain, why do you have a young girl, the leader? Oh, really? Wow. And, I, and, and the person that was saying this was a woman. No, don't say yes. that. <laughs> oh God! I said, are, you, are you serious? <laughs> Look, uh, she knows. She knows the most Quran. She's the most mature. She's the most level-headed and sensible. Amazing. So naturally, she should be the leader. No, yeah. but because if she's she's with the, with the boys, how are they gonna solve problems? If they, how are oh. they gonna solve problems? She use her brain like anybody else. <laughs> so, so that that was um something that I thought would be accepted straight away, but it, no, it wasn't. Yeah, um, so I was surprised that that <laughs> person was objecting to the fact that the leader is. So what they tried mm. to do, they said, what you should do, make her older than the others. That way, she acts like a mother hen to them. Oh, how interesting! You know, oh like a, a maternal type of yes, thing. Yes, yeah. So, okay. So I changed the story to reflect that, and then later on they said, "No, it doesn't make sense that our older girl would be hanging out with you." Yes, kids. Yeah, so we yeah. made it back so that she's the same age as them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, of course, so because it's a, sorry to cut you off, but again, it's that thing where we, as mothers, even even in the Muslim communities, if we are valued only as mothers, that's also sometimes. Of course, we know, in, you know, in in our deen that obviously motherhood is is kind of such a high status, but by the same token, not everyone is a mother. You know, we can't devalue womanhood associated with being a mother or not so i think yeah i mean it makes sense to have a 
It makes sense to have a, a young girl as the leader, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I've written other stories. I've written yeah. from Tears of Belkis. The lady, the the, mm. the, 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 the star of that is um, protagonist is a, is, a, is a female. I've got yeah. um, uh, another story. Oh, which one is it? Uh, Rahima and the Robot. And again, it's a girl. That's the leader yeah. or, or the, the main protagonist. Oh. So uh, mm. I, I've always kind of gravitated to having women for whatever reason, just mm. because I just saw a lack of representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of her ethnicity, you know, mm. that she should a woman should be or a girl mm -hmm. should be a leader and, mm -hmm. and i said to this person who objected i said to you name me in this modern time mm. any female role models i don't mean khadijas and back in yes. the old days i mean yeah. now yes. you could probably mention maybe yes. maybe they may say Yvonne yeah. ridley maybe yeah. if they know who Yvonne ridley is yeah sure so I said, who can you name me any contemporary mm. role models for our young sisters today yeah yeah, yeah. she couldn't no no exactly so why, why if we haven't got any factual ones then we better make some fictional ones yes. can, okay there's malala yusufzai that's yes, great of course, yeah yeah well, who else so sure. in terms yeah. of fiction as well which mm. kids had to consume as well so i think that is what one of the reasons why i wanted to include that that aspect of representation there as well mm. you know there's two girls and three boys and yes. they, they're all multi-race um, from multiple uh what's the one called mm. multi-racially yes. <laughs> yes um with different backgrounds as well because again you know you, you have to kind of put that Every time I write a story, I've written, a, I'm writing a book right now called Dean Street Kids, and I have to mm -hmm. again put it, it. One child is from Somali, one child is from Arabia, one yeah. is from Iran, one is from there. You know, but you know, you just have to do that these yes. these days because you have to try and represent as many as possible. Yeah, sure. No, no, definitely. And I think that's that's really important. And and what we'll do is maybe after the break, talk a little bit more about the process of how um, a comic book comes to life. You know, in terms of on the page, I think it'll be really interesting um, to talk a little bit about that uh, process after the break. Um, but thank you so much. Um, at the moment so we are at the moment um, talking about Muslim All-Stars by um, Khalil Mohammed, and you are on um, listening to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM um, if you have any comments or thoughts you can call in on 01582481822 or you can WhatsApp in on 0779481822 so if you do have any questions or comments um, if you have any views about comics or you know I'm sure we could probably make some um reference to um, Marvel at some point because you know um, like uh, Brother Khalil said it's a big thing uh, at the moment obviously they're earning loads of bucks as well um, so we are going over to a break grab yourselves a cup of tea and we will be back in a few moments assalamu alaikum you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM <laughs> Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana. It is 10.30 on Tuesday, the 26th of November. We were just before the break talking to Brother Khalil Muhammad um, about his comic book Muslim All-Stars. And it's been really, really exciting for me, actually, because I haven't uh, been able to talk on this show about anything to do with comics. And um, I think it's great. I think um, my girls actually... Um, enjoy um, reading comics especially my elder daughter who's um, 10 and I think it's coming back to what um, Halil was saying just before the break about it being really visually rich and I think being able to look at the page and have uh, these amazing um, kind of illustrations but also have um, 
this um, kind of really engaging story but obviously what makes um, Muslim All Stars unique I think in my opinion is the fact that we have um, Muslim <laughs> representation um, in comics and just have really uh, multi-dimensional multi-faceted characters that are really contemporary and I think truly reflect um, um, I, I guess the, you know the families and the children and the people that we see um, in kind of daily life and I think that makes it so so relatable um, so I'm really pleased to have um, Khalil Muhammad uh, on um, as a guest. Um, so, assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for um, staying on the line. Did you get yourself a, a cup of tea or anything? I did, yes. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, just before the break, I was saying that it'd be really interesting to find out actually what the process is of, of being able to produce a comic. Like, who do you need to work with? Uh, what's, like, the f in, in terms of steps, what's the first thing you have to do and, and how you end up, yeah, with this, you know, beautiful comic at the end? Well, the, for me, the first thing you have to have is an idea. You yes. know, you have to have uh, something you feel passionate about, something you want to talk about, or a message you want to give, uh, some kind of sentiment or, you know, some type of, um, I don't know, just, yeah. just something you want to say, something that you feel mm. passionate about. Because it's going to have to be something you feel passionate about. It's going to be, it's going to have to be something you love because you're going to spend a long time on this mm. uh, project because uh, there's a lot to do. So having an idea, having a concept is the, the first thing. To, to, to think about uh, having a message. Then, of course, you need to talk about writing it, putting it down, what age group is it for, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of a language is it, uh, is it a first person, is it a, like a narrative thing, is it poetry, is it a story, is it fiction, is it fantasy, mm. is it um, non-fiction, you know, you have to yeah. think about who your dress, sorry? No, I'm just saying, yeah, like it's, there's so much to think about, I'm just thinking, yeah, <laughs> even before so you start, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, because but these but the each one is but each one of these things I mentioned they are all uh, mm. have been highly successful work for a variety of writers in, mm. in the wider market. Mm. So it is important to figure out your voice and what you want to say, who you want to say it to, and how you want to say it. Mm. Uh, so once you've figured out, yeah, I want to make a I want to make a story about a group of kids and they're sort of in London and they're sort of uh, they're not going to fight anybody, but they want to they want to have some deal with some some issues of the day, mm. like what I did. So then uh, you probably have to write it. Yeah. Uh, then, then, but writing is, it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't have any formal training in writing. In fact, everything I do, whether I do the Nasheed, whether I do the Kids Land Show, mm -hmm. my hosting, um, my illustration, my design, I don't have any formal training in any of it. I right. didn't go to college, university, or anything. Cool. Um, I'm definitely what they call autodidact. Right. Everything I do is self-taught. So I, I, I've had to work at everything I do to try and make it acceptable, to make it a comparable level. Mm. I write things, I send to people, I write them again, and I, I show it to people to try and get an idea. Is this good writing? Is that good bad writing? I watch loads of writing tutorials, workshops online. <coughs> this is what I'm saying, mm. what I said before, in terms of accessing information from the internet. The world is your oyster. There is no more excuses yeah. about I don't know how to do something. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to ask. That is that that 
that problem mm. is out of the picture now. It's yeah. no longer an issue. There's yeah. so much help out there that you can use to, 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 to hone your skills, your craft, and your ability to send a message. Mm-hmm. Once you've written that story and you're thinking, yep, I've said it to a few people, it sounds good. And some people have even cried over my story. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's so yeah. Right? Not my story. I'm saying that person. No, sure. So okay. this fict- fictional person we're talking about. Yes. Then you might want to think about, oh, okay, I want to illustrate it now. Now, because we're Muslims, some Muslims don't like to show eyes. They don't mm-hmm. have to show the face so, or things mm-hmm. like that. So you might want to think about that. Mm-hmm. Then the style of it, is it going to be stickman? Is it going to be highly illustrated like mine? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be very, fairly basic? Are you going to do it yourself? Mm-hmm. If not, who are you going to get to do the illustration? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to illustrate my own book. Mm-hmm. So I found a very um, awesome illustrator mm-hmm. uh, by Hilal, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rizaki, Hilal Rizaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Muslim guy from Malaysia. Very mm-hmm. famous uh, manga slash anime mm-hmm. uh, illustrator, and we, I was by the grace of Allah, alhamdulillah, I was lucky enough to get him to illustrate the first book. But the mm-hmm. second book, mm-hmm. I didn't want to illustrate it again, even though I can. I said, no, I don't want to put my head in that space because I'm doing other things at the time. Sure. I found somebody else who could do it. A young man called Rejmas Musa, mm-hmm. also in Malaysia. He's the one who illustrated this for me. Negotiated a fee for each illustration. Described each scene to him. This is what I want to happen here. Then I tweaked it, and then he illustrated and sent it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I, I forgot to mention editing your book as well. Getting a professional editor to mm-hmm. look at what you've written, because yeah. there's going to be grammatical errors. There's going to be other considerations, you know, plot holes and things of this nature. They may pick up on mm-hmm. your book if it's going to be similar to what I'm doing, like a comic. Um, you need to talk about design. Are you going to do it yourself, or are you going to? find an illustrator to do it for you mm. where are you going to find that are you going to go to fiverr are you going to you, you know you're going to go to um years to quit or you're going to go on facebook and just advertise for an illustrator uh well you need to think about that um sure. but at least you've got the ability to ask out there it's not that difficult anymore back in the day i have to go through the um the writers and illustrators handbook uh, to get illustrators or you know love to look at the back of magazines to see who did it and then try and get the contact person yeah. uh, details for that person mm-hmm. that's what we used to do back in the 70s and 80s but now it's on your fingertips uh so then designing it and then of course if you're gonna uh you want it to get out there so you're gonna think about publishing it are you gonna self-publish mm-hmm. that's a nightmare yeah. Or are you going to try and find a publisher? Mm. That's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. There's swings and roundabouts for each one. If you're going to yeah. find a publisher, then that's going to be, it's just, that is just the way it is in the business. If yeah. you're going to put together a, maybe a short synopsis of the story to give them a feel of what it is, maybe a few sheets to show the illustration, to show the concept. There's a few Muslim publishers in the UK. Uh, yeah, sure. Go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or if you want to go the route of the self-publishing, you know, uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Again, there's there's many tutorials online that you could watch to get an idea of things. Yeah. So there's a few steps that you have to go through. Sure. To to get that book out there. This one I what well, I I've self-published this one myself and the Muslim uh, the Muslim current book as well. Okay. It is very very hard. Mm. Because you see, yeah. you're responsible for the stock, you're responsible for getting it on Amazon, you're responsible mm. for advertising it and doing all the little problems. I I didn't illustrate the book myself, but I designed it, I wrote it, I put it together. Mm-hmm. All of the little adverts I do, talking about the characters and everything, I designed all my own little one-minute videos for YouTube, for uh, Instagram yeah. and for Facebook. I do all that myself. Right. Uh, but you have to keep going around and around all the hashtags, yes. put it in the right places, try and monetize all your videos. 
uh, there's a lot to do. If you yeah. have an organization or a, a publisher that's already geared up for that, they have a machinery, they just plug it into the machinery yeah. and it yeah. just goes. Yeah. The first most small stars, I know it's in Canada, I think it's in France, it's in South Africa, because obviously Islamic Foundation, mm-hmm. they have they have the, the network already, so they just yeah, distribute sure. their distribution on. I don't have that. So sure. that means I'm pretty much starting from scratch. And for a Nasheed artist who's been in the business for 15 years, it really was, um, uh, you know, going back to basics. You know? yeah. So I can't use my name to sell a book. The book has to sell itself. I can't say, I'm Khalil Muhammad. I'm no. <laughs> sure. right. You know, the book has to be sold on its own, on its own merits. Um, so I find myself starting from the very beginning and still tr- mm-hmm. trying to make my way through, again, all the other wonderful books which are out there. Yes. Um, yeah. So it is a lot to do. Yeah, I feel almost, God, I feel exhausted actually listening to it. <laughs> but no, but honestly, it's, no, but it's it's so amazing that, that it's out there and people can actually, you know, buy it. And can you just mention actually where people, if they're interested in, in having a copy, where they can um, get one? It's on Amazon. Fantastic. Amazon, everybody, everybody knows that. We also have the uh, Muslim coloring book on there as well. Okay. No, that's good. Okay, so it's it's ready readily available, and and actually, you're coming back to what you're saying about even in publishing. It was just this morning, actually, there was a tweet by um, Knights of who. Um, primarily um, publish and, and stock um, you know uh, books from by I know the term sometimes problematic but BAME um, kind of writers and just this morning they, they were put a tweet out and they were saying that we've gone bowling because we've had rejection from retailers saying this cover is a bit too ethnic and also from they've heard from so many people where they say we don't have any brown kids here and it, you know it, it must be so disheartening where when you as um, you know many people as an artist and, and, and as somebody who's trying to get into publishing to have those barriers and challenges but you know all the more um reason to really admire actually you know what you've done and i think you know that the muslim all stars book is so um it's just you know it's beautiful in terms of aesthetically but also the story itself is is really amazing and i think again you know for young people reading that it's so it's um yeah it's just great for, for them to have access to it um now what i really want to ask you actually what was the other kind of i guess um side of the book is now you have Nazar Khan in in the um, forward. Um, he says that Muslim All Stars uh, series promises to be a much needed fictional work that brings to life how prophetic guidance is both relevant and empowering for young Muslims today. So now, would you, was it challenging to, to kind of um, or you know it could be empowering? I don't know whichever one to convey prophetic meaning through a comic book. How did you find it? You know in that in that sense. It- it's difficult because you see you 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 do want to portray the message of Islam at mm-hmm. the end of the day, but you don't want to be clumsy with it. No, sure. You know you don't want to be obvious. You don't want it to be so on the nose that it's mm. corny and cheesy and it's just patronizing. Yeah. So for me, it's especially in a story narrative where you're trying to tell a story, but you're trying to inject some kind of morality in there as well. It's mm. just how do you do that without being clumsy? Mm. Um, and um, again, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but there sure. is a pivotal moment in the story where everything does turn around, where they they stumble across, they almost literally stumble across something mm-hmm. that changes the entire direction of what they're doing and what they hope to do. Yeah. And it, it was a prophetic example. Um, but I, I hope I like to think that I I kind of portrayed that in a way that that wasn't clumsy, wasn't cheesy, but it mm. got the message across. It, it, it um, that for me in all of my books, that's always a challenge. How, especially nowadays with kids and stuff, how how do you in a story um, portray that prophetic message without without 
um, patronizing them yeah. without talking down to them. Um, and I still, even as I'm writing these present books, I'm writing the Green um, Street Kids at the moment and illustrating it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that is um, how do, we're talking about the five pillars, but I'm looking at it from a different perspective. For example, the Shahada, one of the children, she she doesn't understand how Allah can be one. Mm. Now I know most stories would assume or would assume that kids would understand that, but sure. I'm taking a different angle to say, well, not necessarily, mm. not necessarily. Throughout history, people, human beings, have always had a problem with monotheism. That's why yes. they run to, to idol worship. Why do they keep going to idol? Because they can't understand how Allah can be one. Mm. It, it makes sense that well, Allah may be one, but maybe essences of Him are in other objects of creation. Mm. So this girl is kind of similar to that. She's saying, well, how can I be one? If there's like a million stars, a thousand different people, there's so many, uh, you know, different types of, um, there's, there's, a, there's a thousand uh, leaves on a tree. How could one God deal with all mm. that? And so sure. I, I try to talk about the, 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 the Tawheed, but from a different perspective, not one that is taken for granted that it's 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 it's, it's, it's written, that sure. it's, it's writ large, that we all assume that Allah is one. Mm. No, mm. I don't think that's the case. I think that, in, uh, what I wanted to say is that, look, what would a child? What would you say to a child if they couldn't understand that Allah is one? Yeah. And you've explained it to your blue in the face, and she doesn't understand it. So that's the kind of. So I try to deal with that in a roundabout way, which is, I think, not that obvious. Sure. That obvious, and of course, in the end, mm. uh, somebody, uh, this, this one of her friends, after her mom and her dad and her teachers try to explain it, and she still doesn't get it. Uh, one of her friends leaves all these little messages in her lunchbox, and one message in um. Her coach, and one of the messages says, "Well, there's there's so many footballers, but there's only one captain. Uh, there's so right. many ministers in parliament, but there's only one prime minister." So right, I try to get sure. her head to think about, "Oh, yeah, so there can be one leader of everything." Yeah, blah, 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 blah. sure. So try to so trying to find a way to subtly push her in that direction without coercing her and making her feel like she's under pressure. Yeah. So getting that prophetic message in stories is very hard. Mm. When the kids, when the children or the audience is younger, you can do it a bit more heavy-handedly yes sure. when you're talking about eight and upwards and mm. where they've been reading harry potter yes and yes. they're reading these guys that are writing some amazing stories you have you're really competing with them in terms of how do you get that message yeah. in your story without again you know, being clumsy or, or, or um heavy-handed yeah. so uh it's it's an ongoing challenge yeah. it's an ongoing challenge and everybody has to kind of that's one of the things that it's you can mm. get as much help as you like but you have to decide which way you want to go Yes, exactly. And I think actually it's really important to be talking about these things because you're right, I think sometimes um, from books that I've purchased for my children when I'm kind of looking for them to have um, something relevant in terms of faith. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes it can be quite, um, how to say, yeah, I guess, you know, heavy handed or very, uh, a lot of focus is put in it and it almost takes out the... um, I think what my children are perhaps looking for in terms of being able to just, you know, relax and enjoy a story, it does sometimes come across a bit preachy, if I'm allowed to say that. Yes, not obviously not all the exactly books. Yes, not yeah. obviously all the books, but it, that does sometimes happen. I think, yeah, that's why um, something like Muslim All Stars is, and I think, to be honest, you know, having read it, it, it balances it, you know, really well. And the other question actually I was going to ask is, um, because in each uh, there's a couple of pages where you have um like in bubble writing what would the what would the prophet do you know so and how do you think so then that kind of intervention on on you know here and there throughout the book you know contribute to the reader's experience because 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 we do have a plethora of uh, of um different levels of understanding amongst our youth our Mm. kids some of them are some of them may be more 
religious than others. Some may want a bit more out of their story. They may want to have something that is going to challenge them a little bit more. And it also can be used as a learning tool from the parent. And I don't, mm. you know, obviously the circumstances, I, I wouldn't know exactly what the circumstances would surround why sure. somebody has this book. But it may be that a parent might want to use these little captions here. What, what would a prophet do? Uh, to kind of get them to discuss some of the topics, because as I said, we do deal with some contemporary mm. topics in here. Yeah. Uh, it's, very, it's very thinly veiled, but it is uh, contemporary topics, and it talks about, you know, what would the prophet do if you when you if you find out your neighbour was a racist, for example? What mm. would you do? And that is mm. and that is meant to be on the nose. It's not yes. being subtle at all. It's just saying this is what if this happened, what do you think the prophet would? Do? And yeah. then you, they can use that as a platform for discussion. And it's mm. exactly the same what we did with the. Um, the Muslim Family Current book, you know, we use the entire book is just used as a platform to discuss different aspects of Islam without forcing it down their throat. Really. Exactly, sure. So, yeah, that's, mm. that's, that's why we decided to put that in there. That is the most yeah. obvious educational aspect of the book, where we just put those little, uh, what the Prophet do? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, bubbles down the bottom there for each illustration. Yeah, no, and I think it's it's really important. I think that's what's really interesting um, about it because I think sometimes in our communities or just generally we sometimes shy away from talking about the really hard-hitting issues. But it's so important. I think we're living in a day and age where we need to be confident enough to be able to have those difficult conversations, uh, whether it's through literature, whether it's through general arts or, you know, even, you know, being on Inspire. I think it's, you know, this is a platform that we have and alhamdulillah, it's such a big blessing and, you know, um, with everything that's happening in, in, in a social political climate as well and I think being able to involve families well like you said so if, for parents to use it as a tool to have those conversations and it, it makes it so much easier I mean I'm a parent and sometimes I, I dread having to have those conversations with, with my daughters but actually if I can use a, a book or a story or even a program a TV, you know, a movie it could be anything but use yeah. those as you know like an anchor and just say well you know why don't we talk about this now and I think it's so you know, helpful. I've had a couple of um, comments from from listeners. So we've had um, uh, Rosalia Gallo saying that um, sounds like an awesome educational tool for children, and she's also added that this brother is inspirational. So there you go. And uh, we've also have uh, Mohammed uh, Matloub who says that I think it's good to portray women as leaders to encourage great minds. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so great to have um, those. You, Matt, you know, Matt Lou is one of my regulars, and he's awesome. a, my longest-standing listener for the Kids Round show. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah so he's always, he was always, been, I can always turn around. Matt Lou is always there, so Matt Lou, thank you, bro. No, that's good. That's good. And um, so, in terms of the. Um, you said, obviously, the book can be um, purchased um, on, on Amazon. And how about if anyone wants to get in touch uh, with you? You know, maybe they have an idea or they just, maybe it's um, an organiser who wants to have you involved to speak or, you know, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, would be to, um, so you can should email me or you can mm -hmm. get in touch with me on um, on social media. Okay. Uh, we, on, on Facebook, yes. on Instagram as well. So that would be the best way to, probably the best way, yeah, the more direct way. Because sometimes when you give the email out, there's so much junk in there. Yeah, like, I, it might. I, I have to be honest. I've deleted things that I shouldn't have. No, sure. So on social media, you can message me as well. I forgot to mention that the, yes. the Muslim All Stars and the Muslim Family Color Book they are available from Hira Book Books as well. Okay, is that uh, the... on Dane Street? Oh, Dane fantastic! Road. Yes. Yeah, they are available there. So get ye down there. We've we've given them a, 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 a good um, mm -hmm. 
pile the other day as well. So he's got Muslim Family Carnival and the Muslim All Stars down there in Street. Dane Road as well. Never for to share, so you can pop along there. Fantastic. Yes. No. I love. I love um, here a uh, bookshop actually. So, so yeah. Um, the, the brothers that run it are really really um, helpful actually. Yeah. Even when you when you when you go. So yeah, they're based on um, Dane. Is it Dane Road? Is it? I think it's Dane Road. Dane yeah, Road. Dane. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so we've got just a few minutes left. Is there any advice that you would like to share with some of our listeners today? So um, I mean, young people more than likely are probably in school at the moment. But even uh, for parents or teachers or anybody who might be listening, what kind of advice could you give in terms of yeah um anything that you can share which would which help i guess um, i'd say on saturday i'm going to be uh um awarding because I'm a, I'm a judge for the young muslim writers award on saturday so i'm going to give a little talk there and i'm going to present some of the awards Fantastic. and what i'm going to say is similar to w- what you're asking is that mm-hmm. what advice would you give and for me personally i found that the ability to experiment with different aspects of media if you like mm-hmm. has been invaluable the, the the flexibility to do that you know because mm-hmm. i started off doing to be honest even though i'm more known for nasheeds i didn't start doing nasheeds i started off doing illustration i did book illustrations i did computer game illustrations i worked for atari i did some mm. costumes for to gold carnival i did signing i did record record labels and record covers you know then i became muslim then i sure. i put that aside i wasn't quite sure if i should do illustration anymore sure. then i went into uh, design. So I honed my skill designing using Quark Express and Photoshop and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. And then I went into Nasheeds. And right. then from Nasheeds, I went into the, doing a radio host for the kids' radio show, Right. We did that as well. Then I went into hosting things on television. But the point I'm making is that the ability to try different things, it's good that you want to try one thing. Maybe you want to start off with one thing, but don't limit yourself to that one thing. You know, as writers and people who express themselves, you draw from so many different uh, sources to inform your stories, to inform your narrative. You know, you draw from so many sources. As long as they're not haram, yes. I advise them to absorb as much as possible. Especially if I, mm-hmm. if I was the way I am now, mm-hmm. thirty years ago, I would rule the world yeah. because <laughs> it's the resources that we've got available to yeah. us now in terms of the internet. Oh my days! Yes, you know it is absolutely phenomenal, and all it takes is for us to be focused to know what we're doing. If, to be honest, let me scratch that. Even if they're not focused, yeah. have a go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have that's a go great. at something because you you probably find that you're going to chop and change anywhere, and mm. that's that's fine. That is okay to chop and change. The amount of times I've, sometimes I'm here, even today mm. before the show, I was working on one of my new nasheeds. Oh my amazing. Then, yes, then yesterday I was working on the book. Right. So exactly. I'm in a position where, alhamdulillah, I'm able to do that because I did that before. I was able to have the flexibility while I was making a living because everything I do now is is 100% uh, for the Muslim community. Yeah. The yeah, machines, yeah. the books, everything I do. So mm. I'm able to make a living at that. Uh, and then and still do it before when I was living with my mum yes. and uh, stuff like that as well. I was able to had that flexibility to try and experiment with these different aspects of entertainment and, and media and, mm. and writing and, and so that's what I would suggest. You know, let them experiment with other things. If they start something and they get fed up with it and they mm. want to ch- chuck it all away and try something else, allow them. Don't sure. don't strain them. Don't don't let them feel guilty for want to try something else. Let them experiment and flex their muscles. Yeah. That is, and there will be a richer artist for it. There will be a mm. much more profane, profound artist mm. for you know having the ability to try and all these different things. And maybe they'll come back to it. Maybe they won't. But yeah. it will inform them as an artist going forward. Yeah, 
That's beautiful advice, Mashra. It's been an absolute joy having you on, uh, Brother Khalid. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and inshallah, I'm sure we will um, have you back on as soon as you have your next um, book uh, ready. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm working on the... Um, yeah. Mentioned the five pillars of Islam, Dean Street Kids, and uh, the adventures of Hakim. Mm. So those are not going to be out. I was hoping by the end of this year, but I don't think it's going to happen. So it's going to be the end of maybe February. Okay, so something to look forward to. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, assalamualaikum. So that was Brother Khalid Muhammad talking about his um, comic book, Muslim All-Stars. And it's been um, amazing actually to, today just to be really delve into the process of how you would uh, publish something like that. But more importantly, the characters and the stories and the conversations that inshallah that a book uh, will bring about um, if we just have the platform to share them. So that's so important. Um, and I will be back in... Um, a couple of weeks um, with a different book and um, hopefully uh, another amazing guest. So please join me in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, I hope you have um, enjoyed the show. If there's any book recommendations or anything that you have that maybe I haven't discussed yet, please do contact um, Inspire FM and, and leave any recommendations you have. I love I love getting them, actually. And it makes me um, kind of read things uh, which are more out of the box or, you know, which I wouldn't maybe usually read. So I'm always grateful um, for suggestions. Um, and um, if there are any comments or views, obviously you can um, please leave them with um, Brother Tarek in the studio so I will be back um, in a couple of weeks with the book club show I hope you have a lovely week until then Assalamualaikum Thank you for listening to our podcast We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton